Ryan McCarthy, watching in upstate New York, says, why does Saskatchewan have the best town names? Paradise Hill, Moose Jaw. Well, he says Flynn Flon, and that's actually Manitoba. And frankly, I'm partial to Medicine Hat. How about that? I also learn something every day. We learned today that Flynn Flon Manitoba stands for Flint Betty Flonaton, a fictional character from a 1905 novel. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is. Happy Monday, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the Rod Peterson Show. It is episode number 622 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. Hope you're ready to have some fun. We've got a lot to get to here in the warm-up. And uh, because it's Monday, the photo album is coming up and we got some gooders. I can hear some fumbling around in the bunker back in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. So let's bring him in here. The Ted Lasso lookalike, Darren Moose DuPont, the president and CEO of DuPont Media. How you doing, Moose? I'm doing really good. How are you? Uh, very well. Very good. well. I'm ready to have some fun today. We've got some, we got some old friends. We got some new friends coming on the program today. Uh, coming up in hour one, Tori Gurley, our NFL insider, is going to be joining us from Columbia, South Carolina. Looking forward to that. Uh, in hour two, Sean Thornton, the Florida Panthers chief. Commercial officer is going to be joining us. His book, Fighting My Way to the Top, as you've noticed, I've been tucking in, reading that, and we'll be talking about that book. We'll be talking about a, a big loss for the Panthers on Saturday night. But there'll be a lot of football, a lot of ball for all today uh, here on the program. But let's jump right into it, okay? Let's get into the photo album because I hope that you have submitted some photos. I certainly from, uh, uh, submitted mine. Uh, and producer Clark, who I don't think is with us right now, Jordan is flying the Millennium Falcon back there in the bunker. So That's can, right. can we get to the photos, guys, for Great Western Brewing Company before we go any further from our weekend? Yep, let it roll, Jordan. Put them up there, if you don't mind. I don't know in what order they're coming. So, Darren, you may have to uh, sure. narrate over these. Okay. Ah, that's mine. South Beach, Sunday afternoon, a little stroll. No, I didn't go to the Dolphins game. There's a story behind that, but... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas and summer here on uh, South Beach, Florida. Moving along, what else do we have? This was going to be a big story. If this is my photo coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, you guys took that one. Saw my little buddy Ebbs. Seattle Kraken Saturday night taking on the Florida Panthers in a wild hockey game. We're going to be talking about that. It was nice to rekindle friendships with Jordan, the former Regina Pat, and voted the greatest world junior ever to be produced by this country on the tsn poll what else do you got let's keep rolling let's go chop chop oh this is a very popular shot darren explain yeah this is me and my dad we were at the curling mom was there too but dad and i uh, had an original 16 beer at the uh, at the curling trials in saskatoon they came into town for a few days so that was really awesome and i think there's one more shot of what i did on the weekend when i finally put my feet up the only other piece of business I did is I went out and purchased, uh, we went and picked up our Christmas tree on the weekend. So I'm not sure if we have that photo or not, or if this is, there you go. So that's our empty Christmas tree. Hasn't been decorated yet, but that was literally the extent. The rest of it was spent feet up on the couch. So it was good. You deserved it. If anybody deserved the break, it's you. Our photo album is brought to you by Great Western Brewing Company. Extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you today. Oh, that's the jug viewer submitted with the women's rep for the Olympics for Canada. Jennifer Jones, I see that. Thank you for sending that, Pat. Do we have any other viewer submitted photos? What do we got? Oh, this is from producer Clark's dad. I saw this on social media from Rod Monroe. 
saying something along. The, well, that was Clark's photo. Okay, he must have been sitting with his dad, Rod, at the playoff game yesterday. Good. So there's our photos, and that's an oldie, isn't that's it? Old or is that a new one? That's moves? an old one. Okay. Yeah. But it's good to show okay, it again. Okay, good. Yes, exactly. So there's our photo album, A Wonderful Weekend for All. Okay, can we hit the quick six show horn? Uh, hands back there, but he's got them all. Okay, let's jump right into it. Point one, it's Canada's daytime sports talk show. We got to talk about the CFL divisional semifinals. We'll start point one is the West. It wasn't perfect, but the Saskatchewan Rough Riders reached the CFL's Western final for the 33-30 double overtime victory over the Calgary Stampeders at Mosaic Stadium. In double overtime after two runs by Willie P, William Powell, Brett Lowther kicked a 34-yard field goal to propel the Riders into the Western Final, which will be at Winnipeg next Sunday. In the game, the Stamps and the Riders combined for eight turnovers, six of which came in a sloppy first half. So let's spend a minute on the football game. If you don't mind, I'll give my take, then I want to hear yours. This game went exactly according to script. There wasn't one moment I was watching this game on ESPN2 that I didn't think the Saskatchewan Rough Riders we're going to win. I believed it all game long. I picked them to cover the two-point spread from betregal.net, and they did the 400. Look, this is ex- this is my commentary today. This is exactly the script the Riders have played all along. Cody Fajardo throws some mind-numbing interceptions. Some are off tips. Some are off overthrows. He had to rush for 89 yards. Brett Lather hit it, up, hit it upright with one of his field goal attempts, but they overcome all of that, and they win their first-ever playoff game. Now, it didn't help Calgary's case that Bo Levi Mitchell wasn't good. And if you saw his post-game comments, he wasn't happy with himself. He threw the two interceptions. But this is not the Calgary that we're used to. They're a team that would make you pay for your mistakes. And on Sunday, they did not do that to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Now, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders know they can't play this way and beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They know that. I mean, that was the first comment from everybody after the game. If they throw four interceptions, Jason Vegas said this, the former Blue Bomber, he said, don't even turn the bus off in Winnipeg, Riders, if you're going to throw four interceptions. It's going to be a quick afternoon. That's not something the Riders need to worry about today. Darren, they won the game. They did everything they had to do to win. They overcame a lot, and uh, they're moving on. Yeah. So bravo to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I literally, as God is my witness, never doubted them for a second in the football game. What was your take? Unbelievable. I mean, that's Cody, though, right? Isn't that Cody? I mean... No matter what, he's still a big game player. He's a gamer. And, you know, overcoming adversity is how you win. You know, there's going to be adversity somewhere. Calgary's had adversity this year. They kind of overcame it down the stretch to get into the playoffs, but they couldn't overcome it on Sunday. The Riders could. And that's, that's what they do. I mean, Cody able to drive down that field and give them the lead and get the game to overtime. And then, yeah, Brett Lawther, what can you say? I mean, he called himself the best kicker in, in the league. And then he proved it by kicking the game winner at the end. I mean, you don't often see Rennie Paradis miss, but, you know, that was a big moment for Lowther. I guess the question, you know, what was going through your mind when there was the flag on the kick? It ended up being all good. Lowther knew it was good, so that's all that really mattered. Uh, I wasn't concerned because I knew that he'd make the next one. Yeah. I really, really did. And I, we got to talk with Brett and see what it was when he tapped his wrist there like it's time. I, do you know what that was about, why he tapped his wrist? I don't know. No, he always that, has those cool celebrations after his field goal. So we'll have to DM him and see what he meant by that. But Calgary, for our Calgary viewers, the Stamps have a lot of explaining to do. You know, Sean Lemon took a swing at Duke Williams. We found out yeah. afterwards that he was allegedly spit on. Well, that wasn't called 
The spit wasn't called. We don't know whether that happened or not. It's the playoff time. You need to hold your water, as they say in football terms, and not get baited into that kind of thing. So Calgary, yeah, I, I say the Riders deserve to win it because they scratched it out, but Calgary deserved to lose it with their turnovers, bad penalties, all the rest. So we'll move on and come back to this. I do have some wonderful hockey stories, by the way, from the weekend too for our hockey viewers that have tuned in. So hang on, we might not get to them here in the opening block because there's a lot of football and a little curling. But as we look out east, Brandon Banks and Don Jackson scored touchdowns as an opportunistic Hamilton Tiger Cats team defeated the Montreal Alouettes 23-12 in the East Division semifinal. Hamilton rode its defense to victory. The unit forced five turnovers and recorded five sacks to the delight of a Tim Hortons gathering of 21,892. With the win, Hamilton will now face the Toronto Argonauts next Sunday in the Eastern Final. The Argos won the season series three games to one, and we can spend some time on that. Listen, a lot of my football buddies were like, are you going to the Dolphins game? Are you going to the Dolphins game? Well, as I showed you, I was in South Beach. I'm trying to limit my sports live activities to one event a weekend, if possible. I think I went to three Panthers games last weekend. So um, I came back from South Beach, watched the Eastern semifinal, and my word, Bravo Hamilton, the blackout, if, if that's what they were calling it, looked really good. Very well-attended football game. The conditions looked abhorrent. And this is another thing where, by the virtue of Montreal's five turnovers, the sacks they allowed, the I don't know if the Ticats won it. The Alouettes lost it. And there were some people fitting Trevor Harris with goat horns and the na 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 you didn't get it done. Well, the portion of the game I saw was dreadful defensive coverage on the back end. Drop passes. Trevor Harris was putting the, the ball right on guys, and they were dropping it. Maybe it was the conditions. I don't know. But the best team won. And now Hamilton goes into Toronto for the East Final next Sunday. And we were talking about this on Friday, you and I. Remember pinball yep. going into the year, sandbagging, going, oh, we got to play Hamilton four times, guys. I don't know how we're going to do. And they go out and kick their butt three out of four meetings. And I expect that's going to happen. I, you know, We got all week to talk about what's going to happen in these divisional finals. But I think Toronto's going to come out on top. But that should be a hell of a game, too. It, it's going to be a hell of a game. And yeah, I expected more of the Montreal Alouettes. You're right. Too many mistakes in the football game, both sides of the football. You know, and we wanted more out of Trevor Harris too, but it's it's everybody has to play better. But you're right. This is kind of the game you want, Hamilton-Toronto, you know, for all the marbles to go to the Grey Cup in the East and for Hamilton to go to the Grey Cup at home. So it's going to be great. There's a ton of storylines. Hamilton trying to get back there, but the Argos sitting there waiting they're looking pretty good, too, in the season series, as you mentioned. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a fun week getting ready for those games. Well, I think the matchups we'd like to see if we had our druthers are one of two, I think. A Grey Cup rematch, Hamilton-Winnipeg would be very fitting, I think, from the last Grey Cup 2019 in Calgary because the yeah. Ticats have a lot of unfinished business. Or, as we talked about, a Saskatchewan-Toronto Grey Cup would be delicious given the synergies between John Murphy, Chris Jones, and Stephen McAdoo and all those coaches over there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I said that we're going to get around to hockey, and we will, but our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, Clark and I came up with this. The big news really in the hockey world coming out of the weekend was Mark Bergevin being fired by the Montreal Canadiens, and we'll probably spend a lot more time on hockey here in the second segment. But uh, the question is, did Mark Bergevin deserve to be fired as general manager of the Montreal Canadiens? I thought I would just throw that in there before we go any further. My vote would be no, 
but you can't watch SportsCenter or even open up your Twitter without seeing like Montreal Canadiens are off to their worst start in franchise history. So right there you would say, oh, okay, fire somebody. Yeah. But I'm like, well, their goalie's in rehab. And like, you know what I mean? And he's not anymore. But I mean, there are some extenuating circumstances for a team that just went to the Stanley Cup final last year. But we'll come back on that. I just wanted to throw in that that is our poll question. Our third point in the quick six show toppings here is curling. Brad Gushu will represent Canada at the Winter Olympics in Beijing in February. Gushu defeated Brad Jacobs 4-3 in the men's final at Canada's Olympic curling trials. Earlier in the day, Jennifer Jones won the women's final with a 6-5 extra end victory over Tracy Fleury. Fitting, I think, that Jennifer Jones and Brad Gushu are going to represent our country. Two huge names in the game. Tracy Fleury was the great, greatest skip all week, but couldn't get it done in the final. But I see now... Gushu and Jacobs have met like around 60 times. Did you get the sense, Darren, that they hate each other when you were at Sastel Center? Did you? Did, is there a rivalry there? They're a little sick of playing each other, right? And, right. you know, lately it's been all Gushu um, in that series. And I think Jacobs is a little frustrated. Gushu kind of put him to sleep throughout that game. So I get it a little bit, a little bit of like a rivalry forming in curling, which is kind of cool. It just naturally happens. It just naturally happens when you meet each other so many times. To the NFL and point four, Lamar Jackson's 13-yard touchdown pass in the third quarter lifted the Ravens to a 16-10 victory over the Cleveland Browns on Sunday night football. Lamar threw a career-high four interceptions, believe it or not. And uh, Mac, jo- your Titans, because my, my uh, Cowboys haven't played since last Thursday. Although they are in the news today, COVID outbreak with the Cowboys, because of course there is. And Mike McCarthy isn't going to coach this Thursday when the Cowboys take on the Saints. But Mac Jones threw two touchdown passes. New England's defense forced four turnovers. And the Patriots earned their sixth straight win, 36-13, over your Tennessee Titans. What is going on with both teams? I'll give you 60 seconds before we move on. You watch the whole game. What is going on with those teams? Injuries and mistakes. I mean, Tennessee, for whatever reason, almost rushed for 300 yards in the football game. It was wild. But mistakes. You break off a 50-yard run, fumble it. You know, nobody has dealt with more injuries. The Titans are about to set a record for most players used. And you're missing your playmakers, right? Your top two receivers are out, missing a tight end, missing Derrick Henry. You're depleted a little bit on the defensive side of the football. But on the other side, New England's got it all going on. They don't give up big plays defensively. They don't take penalties. They win time of possession, right? They've got a good offensive line. Their defense is pretty good. And Mac Jones is distributing the football. So New England might be the best team in the AFC right now. And Tennessee isn't close, but you get those guys back and Tennessee could jump back to number one. So um, it was that kind of a game. Well, we're flying through this. We're into point five. And then we'll break and come back with a lot more time on point six and the hockey discussion. But point five is the Western Mustangs and Saskatchewan Huskies advanced to the Vanier Cup in very different ways Saturday afternoon. The Mustangs emphatically punched their ticket to the Canadian College Football Final with a 61-6 to route of visiting St. FX in the Mitchell Bowl on Saturday. Western led 23 to nothing after the first quarter and 51-3 to at the half in front of a hometown crowd in London, Ontario. Shout out London. Got a lot of viewers there. The Huskies, meanwhile, outscored their Carabin 13-1 in the fourth quarter 
to eke out a low-scoring 14-10 victory in Montreal to claim the UTEC Bowl. Adam Mackert scored the winning touchdown on a 13-yard run with five seconds left in the game. And look, what a story these Huskies have become. This whole story. Now the Vanier Cup pits Scott Flory of the Huskies against Greg Marshall of the Mustangs next Sunday at Laval and at the stadium there in Quebec City. And I just kind of feel like we're on board with this Huskies team. You more so than me. You've done a lot more work with the Huskies. And you know the Mackert family well. But what a story. And they're going up against the um, Western Mustangs, who I'm led to believe could beat the Edmonton Elks if they were to go meet out in the parking lot. It's going to be a hell of a football game. It's something. It really is. I mean, that game, the Husky game against Montreal, Mason Nias couldn't get going in the game. The offense couldn't get rolling. They used Adam Mackert sparingly. But then as the game wore on, we know this team's a second-half team. They started getting things going. But it was a defensive battle. It was hard fought. It was tough. But you got 11 seconds on the clock. You're at the 13-yard line. And Scott Flory, who's the head coach and the offensive coordinator, calls a running play. But when you got Adam Mackard, he runs it in from 13 yards out to win it. I just thought that was an incredible, incredibly confident call. Took a lot of guts. And it worked off. It paid off. And it was a really cool moment. Western's interesting, too, because, you know, two years ago, it was Western that beat Saskatchewan in the Mitchell Bowl and ended Saskatchewan's opportunity to go to a Vanier Cup then, in which we thought Saskatchewan might have been a better team. So this will be a really interesting game. They're a really uh, tough defensive team, and we know Western can put up some points. we got a break. We're going to turn the viewers loose when we come back. Some of them have issue with you, Moose, which is a nice change from me. So we'll uh, answer those questions. Um, all the hockey, all of the hockey, when we come back, we'll turn the viewers loose and we'll start a brand new week of Taco Time viewer takeover. Look for the comment of the week for Taco Time. And shout out to Jeff the Stamps fan for showing up today, showing up today after his Stampeders lost out on Sunday in the Western semifinal. So we'll be right back. This has been the warm-up. You're watching the RP Show back on Game Plus Television today, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. 